Hi, and welcome to the By Your Side Property Podcast. My name is Michelle, and I know many of you are thinking that if this year has taught us anything at all, is that you almost need a crystal ball to predict the future. But in this episode, I am going to have a crack at giving you my top 10 2022 property market trends. So here we go. My number one trend is the effect that the APRA announcement will have on the property market in terms of borrowing. Obviously, APRA has told the banks that they need to rein in their lending and it is going to be as much as 5% difference. So for those people who currently have a pre-approval, if that lapses, they will be able to borrow 5% less, which particularly for first home buyers, this is going to have a big effect because usually they're the ones with the smallest deposits as well. Now, the ABS data showed us that the number of new loan commitments for first home buyers fell in the September quarter for the eighth consecutive months. And that's obviously going to have a knock-on effect further into 22. And as a result, they are now down 27.1% compared to the same time last year. I think having all these price rises, of course, has made it more and more difficult for first home buyers to get into the market as a whole. But interestingly, the data also shows that at the same time as the first home buyers were leaving the market, investor loans rose 83.2%, which is huge. Now, as an effect of those changes and just the price rises, I think that first home buyers who, who are still keen to get into the market will have to turn back to apartments. So whilst they were hoping to get a house, they're going to have to settle for something that is strata titled, hopefully a duplex or a nice apartment, because if they don't, I guess, settle for that compromise, they risk renting for the much longer term because the disparity between apartment and house price increases has been quite significant. Trend number two, I think, is the fact that banks, independently of APRA, will be reassessing the way they lend and serviceability expectations will be tightened and reined in just to counter the risks in home lending. And this also then has a knock-on effect on the mortgage brokers because they will have to really help their clients guide them through the right direction in what they can borrow and the things they need to really seriously take into consideration looking at all parts of their spending and their current debts with credit cards and, and things like that. Trend number three, I think that with the return of the open borders, there will obviously be a huge return of international students, but also the skilled labor immigration will restart. And with that, I do believe that the apartment market that has been a little bit still, particularly in the inner city, will take off again, both for buying as well as renting, because a lot of those apartments were built for that market in the first place. And I think they will now be snapped up because the population will be increasing again, specifically also thinking about university areas, because obviously there's a higher density of students there. And likewise, as we see the rise in the skilled uh, labor immigration, the other property choices are around with apartments with easy access to transport, schooling and general amenity. But with that, I think that overseas immigrants are much more accepting of apartment living because obviously in Europe, for example, and in Asia, it's quite common for families to raise their children in apartments. This is not a prevalent thing in Australia, but with the rise of immigration, I think that will be something that we'll be seeing much more. Trend number four 
is that obviously expats with the return of the open borders will continue to come back and continue to buy big and they will be buying the bigger homes. They were already doing this uh, during the pandemic, but now they will actually be able to do this face-to-face, which will make purchasing a lot easier. Now, Tip number five is the rise of the new Sydney hotspots in particular. We have found from having our feet on the ground that people are redirecting their efforts to areas that they previously would have not considered. And so what you're seeing that urban spread from the inner west is moving further west and south. And I'm talking about areas such as Bexley, Belmore and Arncliffe in particular, Whilst they have seen exponential growth, more than 30% over the last year alone, they are still relatively affordable compared to other inner west areas. So I think that as more and more people are going that way, what you're seeing is that a lot of young first home buyers, young families are moving that way and seeing like-minded people at the station, on the playground, the hipster with the beard opening cafes. And that's really exciting because it's gentrifying and regenerating an area that, you know, has obviously been unbeknownst to a lot of people. And part of that is also the upgrade of the metro line where going along from Merrickville further out west, the journey is getting shorter and shorter. So if you do have to get yourself into the daily commute into the city, the areas further west are now really a viable option for the daily train commute. So I think that's a real positive. Moving on to trend number six, I do think that, and we've already seen this in the last month or so, that the increased supply uh, will thin out the buyer pool. And again, for buyers, that's a great thing because a lot of vendors are looking to capitalize on the huge amount of growth over the last 18 months. So more and more listings will mean more choice for buyers. And that means that there will be a relatively slower incline in future price rises. I, I, I think there will still be price rises, but just not to that same steep level level as they have been over the past 18 months. Now, this means that you as a buyer, you can just ah, take a breath a little bit. You can be more discerning. You can really take your time and just do your due diligence, do your research and not jump into the wrong property too quickly just because there's nothing else. So I think people as a consequence won't have that same FOMO. I hope that's what you're feeling right now as well, that you just can take a breath and take it a bit slower. And I think that just be patient as always. But I do think there's going to continue to be more stock on the market. Obviously, there's going to be a lull over the Christmas and summer holiday period. But come Australia Day, that's usually traditionally when the big uh, campaigns start again. But keep your ear on the ground in between that period also, because there's some great off-market opportunities always every year. But yeah, don't dismay. I think there's going to be lots more choice. And as a consequence, a less competition per property, which is fantastic. Now, my next trend is unfortunately that cash is still king. People with the bigger cash reserves will continue to win in this market. So that means the first home buyers who are backed up by the bank of mom and dad. I read recently to an average tune of about $90,000. Obviously, they are going to be able to have more buying power when it comes to auction as opposed to a first home buyer who is unassisted. Because in this time of COVID, a lot of people have been losers, but there's been as many people who have created created enormous amount of wealth and, and have done very well professionally. And this is also part of what these big price rises in the market because there's a lot of money in the market and a big appetite to put that into, into property. Unfortunately, you're going to be up against people who have the deeper pockets, but uh, just make sure that you don't throw um, good money after bad first and foremost. Now, again, 
My next trend is about Sydney, is about the new Western Sydney Airport. I think from a buyer perspective, it's quite an exciting development because obviously with a new airport, a new infrastructure, there is bound to be more property. And new property and a lot of it means it will be more affordable because of the increase in supply in that area the prices will be relatively stable. And so people have more options uh, to consider moving further out from the inner city suburbs if they want that bigger piece of land. And obviously the connectivity to the city will be good because it's an airport, which, you know, obviously they need to transport people in and out. So do consider your options if you if you're open to that. Obviously make sure that you do your due diligence when it comes to the developer and the builder because just like with new apartments you just want to ensure that the there is quality in what you're buying and that you're also 100% across on on when you're actually going to get the keys and all that kind of stuff. So do make sure you get a really good property solicitor to ask the right questions for you. Now, finally, my last trend is about virtual buying. Whilst this is not a new concept, um, in fact, we as buyers agents have been doing this a long time with our expats, it will continue for the expats as well, of course, but also for people who are looking to immigrate, but also the sea and trees changers who are not local to where they are actually looking to buy. And I think that has been a consequence of COVID in particular. We've obviously, we had the lockdowns and agents were, were scrambling to still continue to transact property. And so a lot of new things came on the market, such as Auction Now. We started exchanging contract with DocuSign. And those things are here to stay. And I think they are an added welcome positive to the market because it's making uh, it easier for you to inspect and transact in the property market. It doesn't mean that you have to skip your due diligence. And I think it's very important that if you are buying virtually, you do have a professional on your side. That means not a real estate agent, because at the end of the day, the real estate agent works for the vendor and not you as the buyer, no matter how nice they are. They are trained in objection handling and they are not really trained as a buyer's agent in the sense that they show you the good, the bad and the ugly. So if you are considering, you know, buying in a different state, for example, really check everything, triple check everything, because it is important that everything there is to know about the property before you actually sign on the dotted line. But it is exciting, this virtual buying. It also means that actually this week I had an auction where it was both in person, so out on the street, but there were also people bidding online through auction now. So it actually gives a really good vibe and it allows more people to participate, particularly those who are still wary about um, COVID and going out and about. So this is set to stay. So get on all those platforms, familiarize yourself with how they go, because auctions, for example, are nerve wracking. You don't want to be doing it for the first time when you're trying to buy the property of your dreams. So those are my trends for 2022. Lots of positive news, I think, if you're out there still to buy. But let's see, the property market is forever changing. And look, I don't have a crystal ball, but this is what I think that's, you know, bound to happen for the next year. If you've got any questions for me, I'm always open to explaining stuff, helping you understand things that you may not have known about. So drop me a line at hello at buyyourside.com.au. Thank you for listening and until next time.